My name is Jenny, and I'm a wife and mom raising two kids. But I used to live a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I said goodbye to TV and hello to motherhood, I suddenly discovered what we moms are up against. We live in a world that tells us to be rich and famous, thin and successful. You know, almost nobody says, oh, hey, you're a mom? That is fabulous. But you are fabulous, and I'm here to tell you why. It's Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Yes, we are here for you, and you are fabulous. So glad to have you on board today. I hope you tuned in for a reason today, and that uh, our guest will have a message that particularly resonates with you, and you'll know you tuned in for a reason. Whether you're listening via phone or on your computer or on the radio, we are going to talk about something that a lot of people suffer from now, but often single parents uh, suffer from this particular thing. It is now considered an epidemic in at least one country, and I'm going to tell you about the issue here in just a second, but I hope you'll stick around because it could be something that you're going through or a friend of yours is going through. Uh, or your spouse is feeling it, and you might get some interesting tips on today's show and some useful tips that can be a blessing to you. Before I get to that, I want to cover two quick things. Number one, just to thank you for all you do. There's a reason we do this show. You know, it's it's almost like in, in the modern world, we don't talk a lot about family, sort of the way we talk about career or, you know, what size dress we want to wear or what diet plan we're on or what... Uh, face products we use, whatever. There, there often does not seem to be kind of a focus on how we should plan for that thing called family and marriage the way there is in all these other things. And that's why we exist, because we're here to say, you know what, motherhood is hugely important, even if our culture is paying very little attention to it. Your family is hugely important, no matter what state you're in. Uh, if you're somebody who's single, if you're somebody who's divorced, if you're somebody who's widowed, we still want to honor you in your family and lift it up and say, let us help you make this a, a focal point and to, to do it well. Because just about every mom I know loves her children deeply and wants to do this well. So thank you for being the moms that you are. We do have our single mom blogger on today. She's going to be with us in just a second. But before that, we have uh, our friends from Center for Relationship Education doing something that I think is pretty fun. Uh, it's technically the contest I think it just expired, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway, because they said I could, <laughs> and I want you to have a shot at winning. I think they're giving away an iPad air. Is there such a thing called an iPad air, Terrence? My friend Terrence on the controls today. Uh, I'm glad he's more sophisticated about these things than I am. I mean, everything I own is an Apple and I still don't know what the latest and greatest is. My, my iPhone is like a four instead of a six. That's just the way I roll. I don't like to upgrade everything. Anyway, the Center for Relationship Education has a video contest called What is Love? If you go to myrelationshipcenter.org, myrelationshipcenter.org, the, the name of the contest is What is Love? Just a cute little video that you put together to see if you can win the iPad or uh, Visa gift card or whatever. My guess is your kids could do it very well. Maybe one of your kids could win What is Love at the Center for Relationship Education. We really like them and what they do for teenagers and marriages and all kinds of folks, uh, so we applaud them and what they do. But I want to get to Aaron right now. Uh, our single mom blogger who blogs on a, a pretty regular basis and has been a help to a lot of other single parents out there who just need somebody to say, hey, I get it. I've been there. Uh, she tells us about 
all, all the devastating things that happened to her in her single life, including breakup texts uh, and people breaking up with her over dinner and um, child meltdowns. The Her child saying, you know, that he basically can't stand his life and he's much better now, but she's very honest about those situations in her life. I so appreciate that. Today, she's going to address the topic of loneliness. But before that, we want to let you know who brings you this segment, our friends at Lemongrass Spa. As a mom of two daughters, I know firsthand how crazy life can be when you're trying to juggle the responsibilities of working and raising small children. Making healthy food choices, along with healthy skincare and bath products, can be overwhelming. That's why I wanted to start a healthy skincare company for moms like you and me. At Lemongrass Spa Products, we specialize in natural and organic products that smell fabulous and work wonders on your skin. I started the company in my basement in rural Colorado, and through the years, we've provided non-toxic products to thousands of single and married moms. Our customers appreciate our commitment to offering luscious shampoo, soap, makeup, and baby care products with a gentle touch. Visit LemongrassSpa.com. And now enjoy Channel Mom's Single Mom Blogger, brought to you by LemongrassSpa.com. Such yummy products. And as Erin, our single mom blogger extraordinaire, who's at in hot pursuit of God.blogspot.com, unless she's changed the title, which she's always threatening to do. Want to welcome you, Erin. Welcome to Channel Mom, dear. Hi, I haven't changed anything. Okay. You're way too busy. You're way <laughs> also, too busy. I also have a I also have an iPhone four. I'm really, really behind at the time. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'm actually really proud of that. I mean, I went in and they're like, do you want the upgrade for $200 billion? And I said, no, thanks. <laughs> I'll stick with my iPhone 4. Um, what's your favorite product? Do you have a favorite product? I know you just got some new stuff from Lemongrass. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I really like the mascara. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like it because, first of all, it doesn't clump up and make my lashes look gross yeah. and really fake. And it's... It's water resistant, so like I don't get the, that black ring under my <laughs> eyes by the end of the day because yeah. it's humid here in Texas, and so that happens. And um, but then it washes off really easily. Yeah, it's it's all natural. She does, you know, they they, they do good stuff at Lemongrass, and 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 I sell it, and you so kindly buy it from me. But uh, Heidi really has a. a, a mission to make all natural stuff that isn't going to hurt you but it's going to work mm-hmm. you know yep and so i'm so glad you like it i mean you got that yeah. in your new Great kit stuff. yeah it is it's fabulous so i'm so glad you like it and we always like to tell our moms about one new product of the month that you're enjoying so uh thanks to lemongrass and thanks to you for that okay so i did a little research on loneliness because i know you want to talk about that today and it's a little bit of a plague uh for those who are single parenting yeah. But, you know, I did some research about American statistics on loneliness and then also Great Britain, which is con- considered now the lonely capital, the loneliness capital of the world. Great Britain is. Wow. Yeah. Really? And it's an epidemic there. They're considering it an epidemic because it's leading to horrible uh, problems with depression. Uh, oh. And I don't they didn't link it to suicide early on in the article, but but it may be linked to that as well. And then uh, here in America, they had a, you know, a number of statistics. They dated a little farther back. It wasn't brand new 2014 stuff. But uh, they said that we, there, more people are now declaring loneliness. And this, this can be a really tough thing. This isn't just a cute little word. This is depression and isolation yeah. and, and people yeah. feeling 
feeling like they don't want to live anymore and so on. Right. Um, it's, an, it's now at the highest numbers it's ever been since it's been measured in America. Yeah. And the number of socially isolated Americans has doubled since 1985. Um, and then the last thing I want to say is that some people are blaming social media, saying that we're so, so connected that we're not connected. And yeah. that Facebook in some ways has disconnected us because we're not getting together. We're just, you know, writing six sentences about our, our life and the margarita we had last month in Tahiti or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, so tell me about that issue and why it's on your heart to share, frankly, with all parents, but single parents in particular. Yeah. Well, I have been hearing, it just has like come up in different things that I've read and listened to over the last couple of weeks. And um, in fact, yesterday morning in church, we learned there's a, a Brene Brown, you know, research quote that says that right now this adult cohort in the United States is the we are the loneliest that we've ever been. Huh. Like it's basically an epidemic here as well because not only are we we're lonely and that leads to depression and then we medicate ah. ourselves. You know, we're taking drugs for the depression, um, and then we we then make choices be out of loneliness that you know can can lead us down a path that we don't really want to go. And as far as um, you know, social media goes, you know, if you think about it, like my mom used to write letters to people. Um, she lived far away from in order to keep in touch with them. And so they, they would correspond by mail. They would write letters back and forth. And then we, because she they loved each other, then they would schedule visits maybe, you know, once a year or every other year to then get together and really, you know, ca- catch up and keep that friendship alive. And then for the friends, you know, in our everyday life, if, you, if you're not seeing them, you know, at work every day in order to catch up and to you know, nurture a friendship, you need to to call them or invite them over for dinner. And that's how you would find out what was going on with them. And now with Facebook, we all know what's going on with each other. And so we don't actually have to call or invite anybody over to catch up. Yeah. And but do we really know what's going on? I mean, it's it's that proverbial, how are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm fine. It's like, no, you're not. You know, if we got any deeper than I'm fine, we'd find out that that all those pretty pictures on Facebook are hiding what's really going on. You know, all of us, for all of us. I'm not pointing any fingers. I mean, I think that's the case for for me as well. Um, You know, can I just say this, Erin? We are on Christian radio, so let's just call a spade a spade here. I, I sometimes think the devil is in the details here. That he has us now being the busiest society ever and the most isolated society ever. So we have no time to love and to nurture and to help and to assist and and to serve one another. Um, I just, I I, I feel like this is almost a a great big conspiracy of the the enemy to to keep us all uh, separated and not doing the things that God calls us to do, like love, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. To not, to keep us... um yeah, disconnected, and I was actually just having a conversation with someone last night about this, and I mean, everybody talks about this now, but it's, nobody is really making any changes. You know, if you go out to dinner, 
You see people sitting at their tables with their um, phones out. Yeah. And they're not talking to the person in front of them. They're they're checking their phone. Yeah. And I know for me, if I intentionally leave my phone in the car or say I leave it at home or I'm trying not to um, look at it during dinner, yeah. I like think about it. <laughs> and I think, oh, I, it's not even, oh, I wonder if I'm missing something. It's a, it's like this, it's like in a part of me or something. And it feels weird to not be holding it, which is very creepy. Well, they've done some research that suggests that it, it is a form of an addiction. And especially with younger kids whose brains are still forming, that uh, that connection to that screen is literally an addiction. So not being able to look at that screen feels like withdrawal. And I'm not accusing you of that, but but it can become a danger. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think maybe, and I, by the way, I have all kinds of issues, so this is not me saying I'm perfect and I don't have this issue. Yeah. This is just me saying I don't... sometimes my friends will get mad at me because they'll leave me text messages and they'll leave me voice messages. And I think, yeah, I pretty much didn't miss my phone all day because I'll leave my phone downstairs plugged in while I'm working away at the house and not even look at it till four o'clock in the afternoon. And man, I think that ends up being a healthy thing, you know, and better for me. So when we come back from the break, we're going to really delve into this topic of loneliness as a single parent and what you can do about it. You've got some answers for us, don't you, Erin? I do. Yep. Good girl. I know you always do. All right. We'll be right back with our friend Erin Sherba, single mom blogger, our help to those who are single out there raising children when we return with Channel Mom. These days, couples will work for just about anything from communication to companionship, from fun to love, from passion and purpose to good old intimacy. What are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit mary-well.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. Hi, this is Jenny, and I want to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Walters. She's a mom to three kids, so she understands that when you buy a home, you want a place where your family can build beautiful memories. As a real estate broker, Michelle can help you find the place you love coming home to, the right home at the best price. Whether you want to buy or sell, start your home search with Michelle Walters at SuburbanDenverProperties.com. You can also find Michelle's weekly blog, The Thinking Mom, on ChannelMom.com. Welcome back to Channel Mom. I'd let that song play. I'm asking God to steal my show, which I'm absolutely fine with, because he can do a better job if he takes it over. <laughs> so thank you for playing that song, Terrence. Okay, we are back with my friend Erin Sherba, single mom blogger, and we really have become friends over the radio. And uh, she really uh, opens my eyes and widens my perspective as she she reminds me what single motherhood is like. One of those people that never thought she would be be a single mom, never thought she'd get divorced, and there it happened. And no blame, but now figuring out how to cope with her son Jackson and figuring out how to do it well. She takes motherhood very seriously. But today she wants to talk to folks out there about this problem of loneliness, an epidemic. So tell me what you thought about when it comes to your own parenting, your own womanhood, apart from parenting, as a lonely single parent. What do we do, Erin? 
Yeah, well, I think that there's a tendency, and I've talked about this before, but um, there's definitely a tendency to feel like, as a single mom, that families who, you know, have a dad in the house um, are less lonely than we are, and that if only we could get remarried, then this loneliness would go away. Mm -hmm. And... So not only do we then expect or, you know, idolize maybe um, finding a husband, but um, that that then becomes, you know, such a, a big goal because we're trying to get rid of this lonely feeling. And um, so I, I was reading um, a book recently, and it's called True Love Dates, mm-hmm. and it's by a woman named Deborah Folletta. And um, she was talking about this idea of loneliness and um, in a little section called It's Not Good to Be Alone, Connecting with Others, she um, talks about how she went over to the Middle East, she went to Egypt, and she was doing some missions work over there. And um, she was a young adult at the time. She was in a relationship. And... um, they, what she noticed was that because of the way that they do life there in the Middle East, you know, everybody's sharing everything. Mm-hmm. They're, they're basically, you're, you're living in, truly in community. You may not be sharing a house with another family, but you, people are always over at your house. Your work, church is really and truly doing life together over there. And she noticed that people, there was not this loneliness factor and that for the singles, they they were less um, worried about being alone because they just didn't feel lonely. Huh. Sure, sure, they wanted to be in a relationship and they wanted to be married at some point, but it just wasn't that. It wasn't something they were worried about. They figured it would eventually happen. They, their connection needs were being met by their community, and there wasn't the loneliness factor. That's interesting because I lived in England, and you know we talked about this epidemic of loneliness in Great, uh-huh. Great Britain and here in the United States. But um, the joke, and it's not a funny one, was that God is dead in England, um, and I don't yeah. believe that, of course. But um, less and less attention paid to a church community. Um, and to getting together and to the importance of this worshiping God. And I wonder if that's contributed to their loneliness, less and less gathering together in public uh, for church. And I wonder if that's just a little bit of part of it, that, that that's the consequence. <laughs> Too bad, yeah. you know. Um, so, so continue on in your own life. You, you got about uh, six and a half minutes in this segment. Um, and then we're going to continue on talking a little bit more about this and then also how you decide to date in the midst of all this and how you do it well on uh, Wednesday's show. But, but in the next six and a half minutes, w- what is the particular plague as you've watched other families and you think, I'll, I'd just be happy if I had a husband. And you're right. There's loneliness in marriages, too. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm a married woman and I adore my husband, but I've certainly been lonely. And, uh, so we suffer it in all kinds of ways. So, so what else did you want to say and what are some conclusions you've drawn to help other single parents? Well, I think, um, that what I've kind of, um, resolved to do because I moved to a new community about, um, five months ago and, um, I have some friends nearby, but I don't, I I'm looking for a new church still. So I'm not really as involved in community as I had been before. And it, it, I really just resolved to um, be proactive about being in community and, you know, just going ahead and 
and committing to a church that I think will be really great for Jackson and getting involved in some of the ministries there and um, and finding a place to serve here. Um, I think that, gosh, I feel like sometimes when I even hear somebody say, oh, you should get involved, you should be serving, or where are you serving, or I think to myself I should be serving, that it feels like, oh, I don't know, how am I going to find just the right place to serve? Yeah. And that, you know, it's like, no, that that is such a lie that you have to find just the right place to serve. The truth is you just need to do something. Find somewhere to start giving of your time. And then what I'm looking forward to, I think, the most is the connection that will be formed with both the people that I'm serving alongside and the people that I'm serving, which... You know, we all know you end up receiving so much um, in that. But, you know, I'm looking forward to that. And I'm also just realizing, you know, um, I want to have a full life. And if there's so many things going on, um, opportunities to connect with people, that then my biggest problem is which ones do I say no to? That's Mm -hmm. the problem that Mm -hmm. I want to have. Yeah, absolutely. And, And I think, I mean, if you're in a church community, and, and we certainly have folks who listen to the show who don't follow God. But if you're in a church community, of course, people are going to say serve, which I think is a really great thing to say. I think in, in bigger American context, sometimes we forget that, um, you know, the church community will definitely say you should serve because it's going to, you know, that's a way for you not to be lonely. And when you give, um, it's, it's more blessed than to receive. But you know what? When you give, you end up receiving. Let's just be honest. Um, so yeah. when you give of service. So I, so I love that you've got that message going. How do you how do you work that in to the insecure single life where, first of all, you feel like you don't have enough time to parent well and spend enough time with your child, especially when you're the primary one raising them and then also mm-hmm. serve somebody else. You think, I really just need to concentrate on my child, which can be isolating if that's all you're yeah. doing. So how do you get out of that guilt complex? And then how do you also get out of the guilt of leaning on people sometimes because you think oh, they don't want some single parent, you know, coming over for dinner. They'd rather just spend their family time together. How do you, how do you get beyond those things? Mm. Well, you know, I, um, I think that as far as, you know, needing to spend time with your child, um, you know, it's important to teach our children how to be in community and how to pursue community and to open their eyes to other people's situations. So if they're with you in community, that's, I think, even better than being with you one-on-one at home. Uh-huh. And, you know, it's just it's teaching them what you want them to do when they're older, which should be, you know, connect with others. Yeah. Um, you know, and for me, like, Jackson loves to be with other people. And, you know, sometimes he's like, oh, Mom, I don't want to go. I'd rather play my Xbox. And it's like, yeah. Okay. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's okay with me. Let's go. Um, and then uh, what was the other question? You well, just me? how you, so that's great. That's great advice. So a parent doesn't have to feel guilty about choosing to, to no. go do social things or to be, to serve. You only got about two minutes left for this answer, but um, how do you incorporate or how do you get rid of the guilty feeling like I'm the hanger on I'm the third wheel and intentionally have a social life with other folks Uh uh-huh yeah you know what I think is really important is no matter what your housing situation is to open up your home and invite people in 
because I think there's a there's sort of a feeling that, and I know this. I mean, I I moved from a three thousand square foot house eventually down into an eight hundred square foot house. Yeah. And sometimes I was embarrassed because my house didn't look like some of my friends' houses, and I thought, well, I don't have a big dining room table for everyone to sit around. But, I mean, I got over that so quickly because I love to have people over. And so, for one, I would say be willing to invite people over into your home. And two, don't feel like you have to prepare all of the food and, and provide the meal for everyone. Ask people to, I never, ever provide the whole meal for, you know, six or seven girls because it's hard on my bank account. Instead, I ask everyone to bring something. Yeah. And so we, we all, you know, everyone chips in, everyone brings a meal over. We may sit on the couch. We may sit on the floor. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. People just want to be together. Yeah. And in the end, we only got 30 seconds left, but in the end, it's going to be better for you and your child if you can just force yourself to get to that place because you'll be less lonely and loneliness isn't good for you. You want to be in community, and we're going to talk more about that on Wednesday. I'll tell you a little bit uh, specifically when it comes to dating and loneliness, what I'm going to ask Aaron about on Friday. You can find Aaron at inhotpursuitofgod.blogspot.com and also on channelmom.com. We have a link to her there. Thank you, Aaron, for being on Channel Mom. Thanks, Shane. We'll talk to you again on for Wednesday's show, and we'll be right back with the Channel Mom Show. These days, couples will work for just about anything, from communication Hello. to companionship, from fun Whee! to love, from passion Mwah. and purpose to good old intimacy. <gasps> what are you willing to work for? For a better marriage, come to a relationship workshop sponsored by the Colorado Healthy Marriage Project. To learn more, visit marydashwell.org or call 720-488-8888 because relationship education works. Funding provided by U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, ACF Grant 90, FE 51. Any opinions, findings, and conclusions are those of the author. If you are a mom who wants your kids to grow up and love going to the dentist, then I have to tell you about Pediatric Dental Group of Colorado. As a one-time patient myself and now the mother of patients, I know firsthand they understand the unique needs of children, especially when it comes to the subject of dentistry. Dr. Strange and Dr. Cathers not only care about making the dental visit fun and rewarding, they also strive to help children learn to be good dental patients. They do this by coaching the child and the parent, encouraging good oral health care, and providing high-quality dental treatment. This is accomplished in a fun and child-friendly atmosphere. All of the pediatric dentists and orthodontists have two years of additional training beyond dental school. They are board certified and specialized in the dental care of infants, children, and young adults. The dental team is uniquely qualified to take care of your child during their dental visit. The Pediatric Dental Group is proud to have locations in Arvada, Wheat Ridge, Lakewood, Lafayette, and Evergreen. You have to find out more, and you can do so at pediatricdentalgroupco.com. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. So uh, happy to have had Erin on. She's such a blessing. And uh, her advice, I really believe, is sound. And, and frankly, for folks who are married, too. She, she has to think more about these things almost because she's a parent doing it by herself. And I so appreciate her advice. So I hope you'll tune in on Wednesday when I'm going to talk to Erin about this. Because we have an epidemic of loneliness, when it comes to single parents, are they a little bit more likely to settle? And by that, I mean, will they just settle for the first person that comes along because they're so lonely? 
And how do you overcome that? And how do you not get a bad guy or girl in your life because you're so lonely? And what Erin's uh, advice is on that, because I know she has experience and she's got some ground rules that she can help single parents with out there. In the meantime, I do want you to let you know uh, I'm so grateful for the parents out there who tune into Channel Mom. We appreciate your support. We want to be a blessing to you. We want to help the family thrive and we want to help parents thrive. We want to help moms thrive in the media because frankly, a lot of the other media is forgetting about you. 